everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's Thursday. It is January 23rd. It's 2020. We have three basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. We're also going to kind of give our first initial thoughts of the Super Bowl showdown slates because we have some extra time today, and why not? I'm joined by my good buddy, Blenderhead, Jordan Cooper. How are you doing, my friend? Fine. I feel left out. Everyone on these shows now is trash talking about this basketball game on the Super Bowl weekend in, in, in Nashville that we're all getting together. Uh, I'm, I'm going to spare people uh, my, my skills in playing, and I'll be, I'll be, in the, I'll be on the bleachers uh, practicing my, my free throws of my empty coffee cups into a garbage bin. <laughs> yeah, Rotor Grinders, you know, basketball game is like I played in the first one, and I think that's the last time I played basketball. So, are you, are you still sore from that? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, my my legs still hurt from running up and down the court. Like, oh man, that was a long time ago. Feels like a long time ago. Uh, that was Vegas, two thousand fourteen, fifteen, somewhere around there. But um, yes, it was fun. It was just like me and Beer Makers fan are really tall, and we just we um we we had some fun in the in the paint. It was fun, good times. Big T says he's good at ping pong, so maybe I'll challenge him to that. <laughs> just don't challenge him to cornhole. Um, he is actually really good at cornhole. So well, he's from don't. Cincinnati. He's from the Cincinnati area. That's where it was invented. I didn't know that, but yes. I, I, like I, I feel like I'm pretty good at cornhole, but um, he's better. So. Like he's he's really he's solid at Cornell. Like I want a rematch this this year, but he's good. Um, all right. I guess enough with the nonsense. We'll talk some basketball here. I know there's so much to talk about here with this three game slate. A couple teams on back to backs. Um, so we'll get started here. Washington at Cleveland, two thirty two and a half total here. Cleveland favored by one in this game. Wagner Hatchamarera still doubtful to play. Brandon Knight, Porter, and Zizek are all out on the Cleveland side of things. It is a back-to-back for Washington. Bradley Beal, obviously coming back from injury a little bit. Played 38 minutes against Miami, um, you know, on Wednesday slates. What are your thoughts here when it comes to Washington? Well, just realized that was an overtime game, so that that's five extra minutes. Uh, I mean, on DraftKings, I mean, he would be like basically Beal at 7,700, maybe Mahinmi. Possibly, because against Tristan Thompson, they'll need some amount of size. I mean, it's like the Wizards have a ton of bodies, and they're all horrible. So, like, I want, I, I play Beal at 7,700, uh, assuming that he's fine on a back-to-back now. But, like, outside of that, I mean, everything else would be just a GPP dart at best. But, I mean, I mean Isaiah Thomas, like, is he done? I mean... Is is is, is Isaiah Thomas ever going to happen again? Is that – I mean, we have the lineup. I mean, the, the Wizards started Thomas, Peyton, Beal, Bonga, and Mahimi. That just screams like Beal, like a million percent usage. And that's kind of way, the way it turned out. So if they do that again, like on a three-game slate at 7,700, even if you say Beal only plays 30 minutes, I think for raw points, uh, the context of the slate, I think that's good enough. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas. What well, he had a really he had a decent game on Wednesday, like you know value wise. But you know all those three K guys kind of crushed today um, or on, on Wednesday's slate. So honestly, like we're gonna have to wait and see. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Bradley Beal sits here. Let, let's talk about that scenario. Like he's a guy that 
obviously coming back from injury, you know, they've been, he's ever since he's come back, they, you know, have been able to space out the days because of the schedule, but now they get a back-to-back, like coming off of the 38 minute game. Like I wouldn't be shocked, shocked if he sits, um, that obviously would open up, you know, Thomas and that would open up, I, I think like Jordan McRae would be a guy that could easily like pay off his price tag. Um, if Bradley Beal were to sit, Right, I'd go with guys like McRae, Troy Brown, uh, Ish Smith, something like that. It just it, it almost doesn't matter. We've seen a lot of times with Beal out, whoever's in the starting lineup, that's the guy you don't play. You play the guy coming off the bench in the second unit and then closing each of the halves. It seems like Isaiah Thomas, you'd look at that starting lineup going, well, he must, he'll chuck the ball. And he does chuck the ball. It's just that he's two for 19. So, uh, yes, it would obviously – for 3400 on DraftKings, uh, Isaiah Thomas would still ha- would have to be a play if Beal is out. But it's, it's not like I want to do that. Yeah, nothing else really is standing out to me. You know, Thomas Bryant still not playing a ton of minutes. You know, Ish Smith playing a ton of minutes and not really doing anything with those minutes um, most nights. So it's a good matchup against Cleveland. Uh, but I have a lot more interest in the Cleveland side of this game. And I feel like a lot of people are going to. I think Kevin Love, he has, you know, 50-plus point upside, so I don't mind him. You know, Tristan Thompson, another guy that has 50-plus point upside, coming off of a really solid game against New York, put up 50 fantasy points the first time these two teams met. Um, You know, Sexton Garland, there's a ton of options, I feel like, on the Cleveland side. Uh, Yeah, and it depends on where you're shopping. On DraftKings, I think they're fine plays. I think you play Love at 8,100, Thompson 7,300, Sexton 6,500, Garland 5,500, Nance 5,100. I think that they're fine. FanDuel, on the other hand, it's Cavaliers sale day or something. I mean, Thompson's down to like 5,900, 5, uh, Garland's for Everyone's cheaper on FanDuel, even though they have a, a, a 60,000 salary cap. I mean, I could easily see you playing three or four Cavaliers on FanDuel on a four-game slate that there's limited value with only six teams to choose from. So, like, if you're into the Cavaliers, I could definitely see on FanDuel playing a GPP lineup that is like a Beal plus three of these guys because you could fit them all in there. The thing, like, I know your, like, slogan is play whoever you want, and I feel like that really it's is It's a way the... of life, Stevie. It's not just a slogan. It's a <laughs> way like... of life. But, like, FanDuel, like, you can realistically play whoever you want this season because of their pricing being so soft, and people just haven't really adjusted to the pricing. And, like, you're playing most nights, you're playing, like, two or three studs on FanDuel, like, because there's just so many guys that are underpriced over there. Right, underpriced in comparison to how you normally play on DraftKings. I think it's – if it was always this way, we wouldn't think think it's, like, so absurd. (laughs) It's just a matter of – I think on FanDuel, unless you're trying to get really contrarian, like you don't have to, you don't have to play these. Like you don't have to play a, a, a I mean, I'm looking at Dante Exum, or it's like like because the guys are priced down so much that like you you don't need that type of value on DraftKings. Maybe so you could take shots on that in GPPs on the three game slate on FanDuel. I think with the with you having to play two of each position and one at center, I think the the better way. On, G- on just in general on FanDuel NBA DFS for GPPs is to get different with construction 
and not like, well, I'm going to pivot off of the obviously underpriced guy for a guy that's way worse for the same price. I think that's not a that, like that's why like the Cavaliers on 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 FanDuel, like just just play maybe not play all of them together, but play them. But on DraftKings, I think they're fadeable. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything else to add from this game. Sorry, got a little distracted. Zion Williamson, um, <laughs> getting there, getting getting there, getting there in 17 minutes. Anyway, Lakers, Nets, uh, no total on this game. You know, we don't really have a ton of injury news as far as the Lakers go. Um, we'll have to see if anything comes out in the morning. And then on the Brooklyn side of things, um, DeAndre Jordan is questionable. Kyrie is probable. Um, let's talk here with the Lakers side. I think, like, I think this is going to be a, a pretty competitive game. I think it's a competitive game, but, like, probably the least attractive DFS-wise out of the three of them. I think, obviously, I think James – and AD, I mean, it's a back-to-back, maybe AD sits. If AD sits, Kyle Kuzma, 4,600 on DraftKings, give it to me. McGee and Howard, 4,700, 4,500, that's fine. But, I mean, on DraftKings, I don't think you have to play any Lakers if they're all in. Uh, but on, on, on FanDuel, you're probably playing one of these two studs. Probably LeBron, because the small forward position on FanDuel is just essentially vomit. Uh, that's assuming that Beal doesn't sit and then opens up like a Troy Brown or something. But I think on FanDuel, you're paying up for LeBron because who else are you paying up for small forward? Uh, but unless someone sits, like, yeah, GPP flies, they had Avery Bradley. Who knows what could happen type of thing. Just that typically the Lakers aren't all that appealing for, for DFS purposes outside their studs. Yeah, like, obviously you have a bunch of risk here on a back-to-back for the Lakers. The Knicks game stayed pretty close, too. Like, LeBron played 36, Anthony Davis played 30. Like, this trend of Dwight Howard continuing to play big minutes is – and I say big minutes, like mid-20s uh, minutes for Dwight Howard is just something that we're just going to have to continue to keep an eye on because, like, if he got, you know, 25 to 28 minutes against Brooklyn in this game, like, obviously you'd have the upside to win you a slate. So, um, but, yeah, like, we're just going to have to kind of watch the news here with the Lakers. If they all play, I probably won't play anybody from Lakers in this game um, on DraftKings. But, like you said, on FanDuel – you're probably playing LeBron. Like, you know, we just – when you're looking at small forward – You can play Will opera- Chamberlain on FanDuel. I mean, you can play any – I mean, come on. Go play Michael Jordan. Go play Go play Julius Irving. Go back. You can play all the studs, all the Hall of Famers. Do whatever you want on FanDuel. It's, everything's free there. Yeah, you probably have cap left over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like like what you were saying, though, on FanDuel, like when you're looking at small forward on FanDuel, like you have Carmelo and Tim Hardaway, but like the opportunity cost and the raw points LeBron's going to give you makes him one of the stronger plays over there. Um, The Brooklyn side of things here, like if we got news that DeAndre Jordan was going to sit, I think Jared Allen's a guy that you can continue to play. Like I don't think you need like the 7-8x – you know, ceiling on a, on a three game slate that you need on like a 12 game slate. I think he's, he's a solid play here. Right. And I think uh, Kyrie for, at least for a floor, I know the Lakers are are one of the better defensive teams, but if Kyrie's Kyrie's probable, he's going to play 8,400. I mean, it makes guys like Dinwiddie overpriced. I mean, the subsidiary players like Prince and Harris and Temple, those are like, if someone gets hot three point shooting, feel free to take a flyer on them in GPP. 
the, the only other appealing player would be maybe Levert off the bench because at least, uh, you know, his usage when uh, Kyrie isn't on the court, uh, he could – it's 4,900 on, on DraftKings. I like him better on FanDuel where, like everyone else, he's free. So, uh, I mean, you could play him there. So, I, I mean, really, with, with Kyrie back, these prices are efficient at best or not efficient. I mean, just overpriced at worst. And the only news that we really care about is Allen and Jordan. If you tell me that DeAndre Jordan's full go and he's fine, like I almost prefer to play him at 4,000 than Allen at 5,900 on DraftKings. All right. Um, I don't really have anything else here. Like, It's not a good think- slate, Stevie. I get it. I get it. What else can we talk about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know what we can talk about next game. Oh, it's coming up. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I'm surprised uh, where's Kirk? We should have had him on for this podcast. Um, but yeah, just kind of looking at the value guys here, like nothing really standing out to me on the value side. You know, maybe KCP. Um, if Rondo and those guys were to end up sitting on the back to back, any of those guys sit, and KCP was going to play 30 minutes, he's 3,800. Um, it's a good spot. Like, you know, if we're if we're looking at the KCP um formula like if he were to play 30 minutes in this game i think he could go for like 25 fantasy points so um all right dallas at portland no total in this game dwight powell is out um collins hood labassier are all out cj mccollum is questionable um we'll have to kind of see he didn't practice on wednesday so i think he's really really questionable here um, let's start with Dallas. Obviously, you know, you have, you have Luca in a great spot. You have Porzingis in a really good spot, played 27 minutes in his return. Um, now we have Dwight Powell out. So Keebler and, um, Boban are probably going to pick up Keebler. some minutes here. Did you call him an elf? Keebler. I always, it's my nickname for Maxie, man. I always call him Keebler. Like, don't you have you 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 listen to the podcast? You yeah, know I know. I, Marora, I know. At some point, you have to be doing it purposely. Yeah, like I I I know. <laughs> I, I I like I like making people like tweet me. Like I look up names um all the time, and like I just say them on purpose sometimes. And, and like sometimes, like we get people that listen every day, and they're like they they send me messages. Um, like they DM me and stuff, and it's funny to them too. So. Uh, what do you like here for Dallas? <laughs> Whiteside, I mean, I know he's quite – is he probable or questionable? I mean, I'm assuming Whiteside plays, He's right? probable. Okay. With Whiteside in, uh, Boban? I mean, they need – I mean, he could play against Whiteside with his size. Uh, uh, the, the second half of the last game when Powell came out, they started the second half with Berea. So they went with a smaller lineup. They played Berea. And they played Kleber at or Keebler. I'm sorry, at at center. You can call him Kleber. It's fine. Uh, or Kleba. I think I actually the R is silent. You have to go Kleba. Kleba. <laughs> uh, so if they start, I mean, we're not going to know this until 10:30. So, like, unless you get news. But I think if if they play small, it's going to be Berea. And if they play big, it's going to be Boban. Or they can play it a little bit of both. But I think. I mean, if I told you that Boban was starting at 3,900 on DraftKings, I mean, you'd play him, right? I mean, like if he was guaranteed not to – as long – if I told you he wasn't going to get a DMPCD, like you'd play him at 3,900 and just – if he gets 14 minutes, he could still get there, right? 
I got so many screenshots yesterday because I talked about Beaumont on the one-game slate, um, and I said if he played anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes, he could crush. Did not know Powell was going to get hurt, but 16 minutes from Boban on that single-game slate um, definitely won some people some money. Like, he's a guy – he's a two-fantasy-point-per-minute type play. Like, you know, he, he, he gets these easy blocks and rebounds and stuff. It's insane. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, if he was going to play – my problem here when I'm looking at this game, just in general, I, I see this game going small. Even with Whiteside? Even with Whiteside. So they could play Porzingis at the five or something? Even with Whiteside? I think, uh, no, I, I, think they, I think they play Maxi. Like, I do think, like, Kleber, Kleber plays the five here. Porzingis plays the four. Whiteside, Mello. And, and like, the, the bench just goes small. Like, you know, when you're looking at, like, the Portland side, like, when you look at their bench, they're really small now too. Like, like Trevor Reza could play the four off the bench or something along those lines. Like this game, like unless Swagman like plays minutes, I just don't see where Portland would go big. Um, maybe Gabriel. Uh, it's like those those fringe type minutes. Like Little could play the five. Azonia could play the five. Azonia could play the five. Like I, no, I really do think like Melo could play the five. Yeah, the second unit, I think the second unit of this game goes really small. And, like, that's my only reserve for Boban in this game. Okay, especially when we – this game starts three and a half hours after lock. So, especially, I mean – Especially, like, he's going to be so popular, too. Everybody's going to talk about Boban today. <laughs> yeah, but I think if you – I to me, I think it would be interesting in GPPs if you're, like – especially if you're multi-entering, if you're playing multiple lineups – you don't play Boban or Berea in the same one. Like, you go with the, the notion that if they go small, Berea gets more minutes. And if they go big, Boban, like, it, it, and it's going to be one of the two. Obviously, it could be both. So, like, maybe in a non-Boban lineup, you play more Brunson and Berea. And in a Boban lineup, you play less, like, Porzingis or Finney Smith or Kleber, right? You play less of that. Like, you, you, you set up a group like that. But we're not going to really know. But it's not like we're talking about Boban at 5,000. I mean, just understand that it's, it's possible. I'm not saying that, that it's definite. That you may think that, oh, Powell's out, Boban's going to get minutes, and then he doesn't get any. And he gets literally zero minutes. Absolutely nothing. And the same thing could be said for Berea. They could start Boban, and Berea gets zero minutes. Like, legitimately nothing. So that's why I almost wish this game was the first game on the slate, so I would know. So I think this is a very good opportunity on DraftKings to take advantage of late swap. On FanDuel, I think on FanDuel, everyone is so underpriced. You're not playing either of them. So who does it even matter? Yeah, like what we were talking about with small forward, like the opportunity cost from Whiteside to Thompson. Like I, I think Tristan Thompson's way too cheap on FanDuel today. Um, he might get outscored by Whiteside, but when we look for point per dollar – I think you like if you're trying to play like Luca Lillard, LeBron, you're probably playing a guy like Tristan Thompson. Yeah, I think I'm just draft- saying playing all three of those guys in the same lineup. Ugh. Yeah, but why <laughs> not? It's they're cheap oh, enough. I agree, but I think on DraftKings you're more likely to play guys like Kleber, Hardaway, Finney Smith. I think for value, I think these these mid level. I think the I'd rather play those Mavs. Than like the Danny Greens and the KCPs and the Brad like 
the wing players for the Lakers are less appealing than the wing players for the, the Mavericks against the Portland defense that has shown now that not very good. So, like, I think the Mavs are in a much better position. But if I was paying up, I think I'd pay up for LeBron over Luka on DraftKings at 12-3, only because Luka is now only point guard eligible on DraftKings. So, like, I think I'd much rather make a build with Kyrie and LeBron than, than Luka and, like, Love or something like that. I just I just think Kyrie has a high floor even against the Lakers, and LeBron fills a small forward spot, so you don't have to get stuck there twice. I think that may be the better construction. On FanDuel, on FanDuel, you're playing both Luca and LeBron, right? You're playing <laughs> you're, you're playing you're <laughs> playing Bob Cousy, and you're playing uh, Bill Russell. You're play, you, you can play anyone you want on FanDuel, so you're not gonna have a trouble there. So yeah, like, but he, here's the other scenario, right? Like. When you're looking at this, you know, just in general, maybe Cleaver starts at like starts on the bench and plays the five, and Porzingis starts at the five, and Finney Smith starts at the four. Starts at the four with Mello. Like there's, I could, I see a road to Boban not playing in this game unless it gets a little ugly. Like so, like for me, the fade. It's worth a shot, depending on how many teams you're. If you're playing 150 teams on a three-game slate, first it's crazy. Second, you're you're gonna have exposure to Boban, and you're gonna have exposure to Berea. And also, like in that scenario, Seth Curry gains more value. Three guard lineups, so playing a $3,300 Curry off the bench. I think a lot of this only applies to DraftKings because I don't know, I don't know why you even need to play some of these guys on FanDuel. It's just it's almost not even worth it. Unless someone like just goes nuclear off the bench for their salary, or you just really want to get contrarian, I think it's and and the great thing is that if we're doing this for DraftKings, you have a late swap. So like my my thing may be tomorrow if I'm playing, maybe I may play forty or fifty lineups. I I may make sure, like legitimately make sure that all of my lineups have two guys, at least two guys from this game, so I can make two v two swaps. So maybe I have Boban and Finney Smith in a in a in a utility and a utility forward spot, and then I can see who starts and whatever, and then I can switch to it. Seth Curry, Tim Hardaway. I could sl- switch to Cleaver, Curry, Brunts. I mean, I could do all those type of swap. Anthony, you know, Simmons on the other side. I mean, I could do a lot of stuff. Now, if I only leave one spot, like if you have Boban stuck in your center spot as your only center play. Like you're done. Like you, there's no there's no switching at that point, right? So I think on DraftKings for GPP, if you're gonna play, you know, even if you're playing one lineup, I think leaving yourself optionality would be a very good thing with this game starting three and a half hours after lock. Um. All right. So let's talk Portland. My favorite value play on this slate is Trevor Ariza. Just so for what it's worth, like you think he just walks in and just plays twenty eight minutes? They already said he's going to start at small forward, and oh, Baysmore okay. was so okay. so Baysmore was playing thirty minutes a night. Like, how do we not expect um, Ariza to play twenty five plus minutes? And he's like, he's super cheap. Like, he's thirty five hundred. I think he's an excellent pivot off of Boban. Like, you leave both of them in your utility spot. You you can kind of like if you put Boban there. And like he's not starting, you could always switch to Ariza because Ariza is going to be guaranteed if he's starting at small forward minutes in this game. Yeah, and I think I'm going to make a I'm going to, I'm going to make a case for, for 
two ways to go for for Lillard. And I don't know if if you what I rarely watch basketball games. Okay, I know I'm I'm typically watching the play by play. It was the last game on the slate, and I had the most amount of exposure to it. I watched that last Blazers Warriors game. It was a blast. Lillard is shooting three pointers that shouldn't possibly go in, and they go in. It was great. He's up, nine, he's up to 9,900 now. Uh, if McCollum's back, Lillard is overpriced. If McCollum isn't back, he's still probably a little overpriced. I think his ownership is going to be inflated due to the recency bias. Uh, if this was a larger slate, I'd have zero of him. Now I'm going to make the case by playing Lillard. Uh, it's a three-game slate, and you need raw points. If you're not going to play Kyrie, and you're not going to play any of the Lakers studs, and you're not going to play Luka, like, who else are you? Pl- I mean, like, you still need points. So if you're not going to play any of those guys, I mean, unless you're stacking the Washington-Cleveland game, I, I'm, I'm more interested in seeing Lillard's ownership because I'm more likely to, like, hope that one of the other studs completely duds with a snowflake and a Lillard 47-point game, which may not be great for 9,900, maybe enough raw points to win. I still I lean on the side of just not playing him, but there are cases to be made where people will look and go, that's a little too pricey, and then try to jam in some, some other guys for no apparent reason and just not take the raw points. But like I think you could still go back to Whiteside at 8,800. I think Carmelo at 6,000 is okay, depending on who starts in the backcourt if Simons is in. I actually prefer Simons less with Ariza in the lineup because I think Ariza, that Simons is just going to sit there and do nothing at this. He's going to be Gary Trent. So, yes, I'm with you that, like, Ariza, but I wouldn't play Ariza and Melo in the same lineup because they're both going to be shooting shots. Like, every shot Ariza takes is one that Melo doesn't take. Well, I, I think it matters if McCollum plays. If McCollum doesn't play, I have no issue playing both of them. Like a reason just too cheap. For Mello? <laughs> Mello's gonna Mello's gonna chuck fifteen shots. That's fine. He needs to make ten of them. Yeah, he makes seven. Get ten oh, rebounds. Oh, I I know what my over. Okay, I know what my over under for the morning grind <laughs> game is now. No, like it, honestly, I think the biggest guy that's gonna take a hit here is Gary Trent junior um like he's not gonna go out and play 40 minutes in this game like he's interesting as far as just thinking about like now he's moving to a bench role and if this game does go small maybe he gets some solid usage with that bench unit um so the man the more i think about this game the more i see this game going small so build a small lineup i'm going to okay i will i will uh any final thoughts before we get out of here uh, I, I don't. Are we playing the morning no, game? Are we talking about football? I meant any final thoughts before we move on? <laughs> uh, but this game, no, no, it's a, it, everything's fine. It's a three-game slate. If you're playing large field GPPs, be different. There you go. Yep. All right. Um, under 8K. Oh man, I read the baseball one again. Like that's two days in a row. <laughs> Favorite play under 5K to 7X. Who do you got? Under 5K to 7X. I never, I never look at this beforehand. I'm just I'll go, I'll go with the what the chalk Boban. It's either going to work out or he'll have a zero. It'll be one of the two. I'm gonna go Trevor Ariza. I already said he's probably my favorite value play on the slate. Um, over 8K to go under 5x. Who's your bust today? Under 5x Lillard. 
I'll say it. That's fine. I'm going to go Anthony Davis. Oh, that's the game of the game because he may sit on a back-to-back. If he if he sits, I'll tweet out a different person. Um, no, you shouldn't do that. If I if I use the loophole, you should be able to use the loophole. Uh yeah. Um, let's see here. Favorite six X player? Who do you got? Well, you already took Ariza. Six X. Can I do it on Fanduel or just draft? No, Fan- that's everybody. <laughs> everyone. Fanduel, everyone goes for six X on Fanduel. I'm going to go with Tim Hardaway Jr. Man, Zion put up 17 points in four minutes. <laughs> Actual points. <laughs> you said Hardaway Jr., right? Yep. All right. Sorry. I, I get notifications from ESPN. And it popped up. Um, If he plays, if he sits, I'll tweet out somebody else. But I'm going to go Bradley Beal. I said this yesterday. I'm going to say it again today. Bradley Beal's too cheap. Um. Let's get weird. GPP play of the day. JJ Berea, I guess. If you're going small, it's going to be one. I'll get one of them right. Either my Boban call gets right or my Berea call gets right. Okay, so I'm guaranteed one of them. Yeah, one. Of, you'll get one. Maybe. <laughs> It'll be one of those days where you don't get either one. Um, I don't know what type of ownership he's going to have. Um, so I don't know if it's a get weird or not. But I'm going to say Simmons. Simons, sorry. Yeah, that's weird enough on this slate. I don't think I, don't, I really don't think he's going to grab that much ownership. I don't think he takes a hit. I really think it's going to be Gary Trent Jr. that takes the hit. So, um, game selection question. Anything standing out to you today? A game selection. Oh, I was so I was I was so prepared for my over under. I, I know you know were. What, uh, my game selection. What am I? What I, am gotta, I, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna like end up switching these questions and making the game selection the last question. Okay. But I play the same. Today. I play the same <laughs> games all the time. So like, what 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 could my game selection be? I try to give out a little tip, a little nugget. Uh, game. Okay. Here's a game. So we're gonna be ta- talking about showdown. I know <laughs> this has nothing to do with tomorrow's NBA games, but uh, showdown game selection. The second any you know, like they'll have like the big large field GPP. When they get spilled a lot of times late, like the last hour, they'll all they'll they'll open up a smaller one of that. If you're gonna play like one entry, playing the smaller version of that with a lot of the latecomers actually has a better like less duplication. Like if you're gonna play a unique lineup, it's less likely to be duplicated in that than it is in like the large one. And a lot of times, the yeah, the prize isn't like two hundred thousand, but top prize could be like ten or fifteen. So I think you're more likely if you're going to play like I'm not talking about if you're playing fifty lineups. If you're playing like one to three, and you're going to play a contrarian lineup, I think although you don't you don't get the big big return, I think you get you have a better ROI by playing like the second version of that contest, like an hour before lock, and that 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 should show. Uh, more positive results in the long term than playing like the large, like for the Super Bowl, it'll be like uh, 200,000 entries. All right. So I had somebody tweet me today and asked me to do cash games. Um, and I feel like we talk about these all the time, but I'm going to, I'm going to hit the request. And um, if you're playing on DraftKings, play the single entry double ups, like, 
look for them. They're in the lobby. Like, it's really easy. If, on the left-hand side where it says contest types, just click where it says 50-50s and double-ups. Enter the single entry $5, the $25, the $10. The, the I think they have a $2 for low-stakes players. They may even have a $1. Like, play these single entry double-ups that are bigger. Like, the $5 single entry double-up is 2,758 people. Like... You know, those are the tournaments or the the cash games that you want to be entering to help you build a bankroll. Top twelve hundred get paid. It's still a thirteen percent rake, only paying forty three and a half percent of the field because of the rake. But that's your best probability. You're you're not playing these five dollar double ups. Same tournament, same or same cash game. The five dollar double up is twenty two hundred ninety eight people, which is a roughly 440 people less and you could put in 68 entries so you're gonna play guys like papa gates and these guys chipotle and and like these guys that have 68 teams in these in these double ups the single entry ones you're giving yourself the best odds to double your money build a bankroll um so again game selection i talked about the browser extension on yesterday's or on yeah tuesday's podcast the browser extension is your best friend when you're playing DFS. It is because we didn't have that six, seven, eight years ago. We didn't have that, you know, 10, 11 years ago when I first started playing. So, like, you know, we don't have to do stuff like by hand anymore. Um, get the browser extension. Go to rotorgrinders.com. Click on any of the sports tabs. Go down to all tools, and it's right there at the top. It's called browser extensions. Get that. It's your best friend. Um, I know you have it over under. We don't it's really have any. One. It's a joke one. For sure. No, that's fine. We, we, we have plenty of time today. So go right ahead. Okay. Who will have the higher field goal percentage? Can't go by missed shots. So, cause it depends on how many shots they take. The higher field goal percentage is a, t- a, a on this slate. Carmelo Anthony or Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> I honestly I think I'd take Mello. That's pre- it's it's a pretty even one. I mean this that, is not that a, one's solid. Right. It's a solid one. It, it this is pretty pretty minus one tenny on each side. That one that one is um that one's solid. I will give you I'll give you credit where credit's due on that one. I'll give you that one. That one was solid. Um Looking at sharp side for my lock today, we're, we got our streak going yesterday. Like I said yesterday, if you haven't checked out sharp side, make sure you do it. It's a cool app. Um, we were able to get our streak going. I got the over in the Orlando Magic game yesterday. I'm going to take the over 232.5 total on this Washington-Cleveland game. Um, if it moves up too much, I would probably save my streak and you know look at another game. But with only having one here, I'm going to take the over – in that Washington-Cleveland game at 232.5. I'm going to lock it in and hopefully extend my streak to two here. Um, working my way to try to get my streak of 21 to 30 here and um, you know, really taking advantage of what we got running over there with the streak contest. So, again, if you have the SharpSide app, go to contests and you can hit read rules right there and you know learn about it. But it's a ton of fun. Um, and yesterday we got it started off with a win. So, all right, we're going to talk some Super Bowl here. Um, first look type of Super Bowl. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I haven't done any research yet. I haven't looked at anything yet. So this is a re- legit first look for me. You know, Jordan, I, I think the one thing that we can say is we have some massive GPPs. Um, single entry, 
mass, mass multi-entry. Like, we have some massive tournaments for this showdown slate. Yeah, and I, I'm going to need to uh, probably have to bring my laptop for the Super Bowl party or whatever. Maybe I'll do what I did last year. Last year, I, I won the second half Super Bowl showdown last year, uh, making five lineups. So, like, it could be done. So when people are like, oh, I, I, don't, I can't play 100 lineups, like, you don't have to. I may just hand-build 20 lineups. But my goal is to be as least duplicative as possible. But this Super Bowl showdown has so many entries into it. And I know we say this all the time in NFL Showdown, and we see unique lineups. So I'm going to state the I'm going to state a crazy case because I know I'm not going to be on and talking about NFL between now and the Super Bowl. I think it's quite possible that a San Francisco 49er captain lineup wins without Garoppolo in it. And I think the crazy thing to do. It sounds kind of crazy. Is play Garoppolo in the captain because we saw the last game that like they threw the ball like seven times. But I could see a case if you're playing. Everyone's going to play this contest as if uh, the Chiefs throw the ball. It's going to be Mahomes, Hill, Williams, Kelsey, Watkins, Hardman, whoever, and then like Mostert on the other side, and like the 49ers will be like, uh, I'll take Kittle in one lineup, you know, like little and little. What happens if? Kansas City still wins, but it all goes through one player. Let's say it's it's four Kelsey touchdowns or something like that. And uh, Garoppolo, is, is it necessary? Like, like Garoppolo has 220 yards and two touchdowns, but both those touchdowns go to Debo, Debo Samuel, and Samuel has 120 yards. It's quite possible that Samuel is the highest scoring player, and you don't have to correlate him with Garoppolo. It's a lower scoring game. So I know I'm not talking about like picks or anything, but in these really large field GPPs, I'm trying to figure out things that make sense construction wise that people are not are that are not like game script oriented, but just construction oriented, where none of the Chiefs guys are the highest scorer, but one of the 49ers is the highest scorer, and it's not mustard, and it's not with Garoppolo. And maybe that, you know, we play for a uh a 21 to 17 type game or a 14 to 10 type game with two kickers in your lineup because everyone's going to be trying to jam in these chief studs. Yeah. Like, obviously that's an interesting, um, you know, thought here. Like, I don't know what, like, I'm just going to go out and say, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to say right now, like, I don't have a clue what I want to do yet when it comes to roster construction. Like, you know, I'm going to look at some projected ownership and stuff like that. Um, see if I can find a diamond in the rough that I can really take a shot on. Cause I usually only like play like five to 10 teams in these big field tournaments. Just, you know, it's more of like you're watching the Super Bowl and you want to sweat something. <laughs> like, um, but all right. So my first look here is like, you know, I know you already talked about him, but like Garoppolo is too cheap. And I know that he threw the ball eight times. Green Bay could not stop the run whatsoever. Um, but I, I feel like he is going to be really popular. Um, really, really popular at this price point. On I'm looking at DraftKings for what it's worth. Are you talking about Mostert? No, I'm talking about Garoppolo. Like Garoppolo oh, so is going to be, be popular. So you think Garoppolo is going to be popular? I think the opposite. 
you at this price point, you think he's not going to be popular? Not if people because look, if you try to jam, if you're gonna take, let's say you take one either Mahomes, Hill, Williams, or Kelsey in your captain spot, and you want a roster like those two other Chiefs, you can't play Garoppolo. That is true. Right, I'm just talking about. I think Mahomes, Hill, Williams, Kelsey, like Sammy Watkins isn't cheap. He's seven thousand. So like, I think people are going to try to jam in at least three of these Chiefs, which means that you can't like, you can't play Kittle, you can't play Garoppolo. Like you could pl- you could play them, but you'd have to play them in your captain spot. And that's why I talked about I could possibly get in three Chiefs, three good Chiefs. But my captain has to be like a at least like a like an Emmanuel Sanders at fifty two hundred. If I told you Emmanuel Sanders had three catches for one hundred and forty yards on two big plays for two touchdowns, like you wouldn't be like shock shocked. And those are the only yards that Garoppolo ever throws. So like he could be the winning captain, and then the Chiefs all their production gets spread out. So none of them outscore Sanders, but they all each have good. It's very similar to like basketball showdown. Where as long as, like, one guy doesn't have, like, the top, top score, you could win with, like, a cheaper captain as long as you're able to jam everyone in. I'm just saying it's a less likely outcome, but in a 200,000-person showdown with his limited options, it's going to be the, the, the path less traveled. So, I think Kelsey's an interesting fade. The 49ers have been so good against tight ends all season. Like, I know Kelsey's really, really good top three tight end in football. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying, like, if we think about, like, just how good this team has been against tight ends this season, um, like, uh, what, second best, third best, fourth best, somewhere along those lines. And, like, I think that, like, he's an interesting fade. I think, like, Tyreek's speed is a difference maker and, like, Captain Tyreek like, I, I could see Tyreek Hill scoring three touchdowns in this game just based on his speed alone. Yeah, the problem is that you play Tyreek in the captain. It's like, I, you're now getting now, – now you're playing what everyone else is playing. I, I'm thinking nutso. I'm a, you know me. I'm nutso, nutso, <laughs> mad scientist. How about this? Think, th- think of this scenario. How about we go with the opposite game script and – you don't play Mostert, Mostert, Mostert in the captain. You play Coleman in the captain with the Niners defense. And then you play the catch-up because then you could still play Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey. You could still play three stuff. Like, I think all of my constructions come down to, I think people, what they're going to do, most people, the, the chalk construction is going to be, let me get Chiefs in and then one of the cheap Chiefs. Like, is it going to be Hardman? Is it going to be uh, Robinson? Is it going to be uh, uh, who's, who's the tight end guy? Blake Bell. Like, who's getting that cheap touchdown? People are – because they're going to be paying up at the captain spot. But the thing is, is that there's no cheap Chiefs that really you throw in the captain other than – like, Watkins is, the, like, the lowest, I guess. So the captain ownership on, on anyone else – is going to be nothing, but you could still get those Chiefs in your lineup. So that's why, like, who knows? Harris, kicker captain. Who knows? I mean, Harris Butker could have six field goals. Maybe, uh, who knows? And he's the high score. We see this so often. I mean, we, we don't see it this often. But every once in a while, we have, like, a Monday night or a Thursday night game 
where the game ends like 10 to 6, and then the lineups like are all snowflakey and like a kicker, captain, defense, no quarterback, like some weird lineup with no correlation. Like is a solo first because no one why why leaving two thousand on the table, no quarterbacks, and like the third wide receiver who managed to get the only touchdown of the game, and people are like, "Well, you must have been crazy to play that." Like, yeah, I'm crazy. That's why I do that because you play against so many other people. So that's why I think, from a strategic standpoint, if you even if you're just gonna play it for fun, I think personally, I think it's more fun if you're gonna play just like one to three lineups. Don't play to like. Well, I hope I min cash. It's like no, play for the play for the win at least. Play some play play good. Play a backup quarterback. You know we we know people that do that, right? You why not? Mahomes gets injured. Matt Moore. It's it's entertainment. If you're gonna pay ten twenty bucks for three lineups, don't play it safe. Because who cares if you oh you min cash or so or you shop with six hundred and eight people for like eight hundred dollars. Like, play for the dream. Play play Garoppolo and captain and have a full onslaught Niners 5-1. Just for, for, just for whatever. But, I mean, it, hey, weirder things have happened. Maybe it happens. All right. Um, I don't feel like we need to get into picks or anything. Like, unless you really wanted to, I think roster construction and just chatting about it for a few minutes is plenty. Um, Kyle Juszczyk, captain. Why not? Let's do it. Come on. It could happen. Right? Is he on the field anymore? Darwin Thompson. Maybe Williams gets injured. McCoy is inactive. And then uh, Williams gets injured the first play. Look, look at this one-game NBA showdown. I have 80% Patrick Beverly. And he gets he just groin injury done, and like all my lineups are dead, right? Like, like anything can happen in this game. So you play Darwin Thompson and the captain, and you play Blake Bell. You play no quarterback. You leave twelve thousand on the table, and you have some fun. Of course, the likelihood of that lineup winning is like so infinitesimal. But if it does win, I guarantee you, you're the only one that has. What's funny is, like, you know, we talk football and we're talking showdown. Like, if you're playing the Pro Bowl, you could play all six quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's a road – there's a there's a line of build that has all six quarterbacks. You could play four quarterbacks in this game. You play Mahomes, Moore, <laughs> yeah, and, and Hedy. You play six quarterbacks. You play the all Saints six. Saints are home. <laughs> right. All right, we're going to get out of here. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. As always, appreciate you guys listening. We're back Friday talking some more hoops. Good luck in your contests, and we will see you then.